Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing who is going to be the best defensive prospect coming out of the NFL draft. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. The tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, we mentioned on the PFF NFL podcast, it's not a great defensive draft. There's only a handful of players in the PFF top 20 on the draft board. Only six players make it, so it's it's offense heavy. It's uh, The confidence level is much higher in offensive players and the defensive draft boards, I think, are going to be all over the place. So let's dive in. Who's going to be – who's your favorite? Who is your favorite defensive player? Who's going to be the best defensive player coming out of this draft? I think there is a pretty good chance that Caleb Farley becomes that guy. Um, he's dropping right now, I think, largely because of concerns over a back injury. Not a doctor, Steve, as you know, uh, just related to them. Um, yeah, so you know, usually have some doctor-esque takes. Right. So I'm just going to say it's going to be okay. It was apparently a my, relatively minor procedure. Let's say... Wait, have you texted your dad about this yet? No, no, not at all. Can you please get some information from yeah, Dr. Look, Monson? Uh, maybe. At some point, I'm going to say that the back injury clears itself up and Caleb Farley becomes a normal athlete coming into the NFL, at which point we're talking about him just as a football player. And uh, 2019, opted out in 2020, uh, 2019 had a PFF coverage grade of 90.5, gave up a pass rating of 26.8, that's quite good, you know. Pass rating of uh, just spiking the ball is thirty nine point six. So where do you find those stats? Twenty six point eight uh, as of you know PFF uh, premium stats. If you have the NCAA package, the college football grades, get all that data there. I had a completion rate of thirty six percent. Ridiculous coverage numbers. But the point is, it's backed up by the tape as well. I have never seen a cornerback with the kind of recovery speed and burst towards the football that he has. He gives up separation along with any other cornerback, like maybe a little bit more than some of these other guys, but he recovers that separation to an absurd degree and fixes a lot of those broken plays that some of these other guys just can't. All right, so you're going Caleb Farley. I can yep. see that. And Farley is a guy that I think there's some risk there that you mentioned, but yeah, the, the physical tools are absolutely incredible. Um, I, I'm going to default to the top player on the PFF draft board at the moment. Micah Parsons, a linebacker from Penn State. And I, I think he'll be the best defensive player. Now, the most valuable defensive player. Coward. Yeah, I know. It's arguable. I'm going to give another option, though, too. Big surprise. Uh, but with Micah Parsons, I think you know you're going to get an excellent run defender. The guy wins with agility. He wins with power. He just uh, understands blocks, knows how to defeat them. So from a run game perspective, Micah Parsons is going to be awesome. The question is definitely in coverage, whereas a lot of spot drop stuff in Penn State, I think he's got the skills, uh, the athleticism to adjust to an NFL scheme. So I think Parsons might take a little time to adjust from a coverage standpoint, but he'll get there. Okay. The other name I'm going to mention, though, is Christian Barmore from Alabama. Ooh. And I know you're on board with this as well. I could talk you into this one as him being the best player. I like Barmore. He's the best interior defensive rusher. He's the number one. He's the only interior defensive lineman that we have in the first round. And I think he's only going to get better. Only, you know, 478 snaps in 2020. Only 269 in 2019. He's barely played 700 snaps in his entire college career. 90 grade last year. And... 
The guy wins with his hands. He wins with quickness. He's excellent in the run game as well, but I think he's going to be a difference maker as a pass rusher. Christian Barmore and Micah Parsons are the two that I'm leaning on as the best defensive players in this draft. I like Barmore, and I also think because he is... um... He's not as clean a prospect as some of the guys that have come before him. He's not expected to go, you know, right at the top of the draft. He's coming down draft boards a little bit. He'll go middle of the first round, say. I think he's got a pretty good chance of landing on a good team, which will help. You know, Quinn and Williams went right at the top of the draft to the Jets and has kind of taken a little time to adjust to the NFL level, surrounded by not a great team. Um, I think it would help Barmore if he goes somewhere that's a lot better and immediately just set up better for success. Yeah, I kind of like that one. I like it. What about Patrick Sertan, the guy that yeah. we talk about as a safer cornerback prospect? So we love Farley. We love Farley's ceiling and what he could reach. But is Patrick Sertan also in the mix, currently number 12 on the PFF draft board? Sertan, I think, is, yeah, the safest cornerback prospect. I think he's very, very close to being just a truly elite guy. I like a lot of what he does. Um, I, I, you know, Farley, I hadn't seen anybody before that has his kind of burst and recovery speed. Um, I hadn't seen anybody that plays with the kind of patience and just as in control as Patrick Sertan does. I mean, he looks like a guy who's dad was an NFL cornerback who was a high level NFL cornerback and just understands how to play the game he's got supreme confidence in his own athleticism and speed and skills so that he doesn't panic when a guy you know shows him the first move he knows he doesn't have to jump all over it the only concern I have with him is that I think he gives up some stuff too easily underneath and at some point you have to take those away like you can't just give a guy a slant every time he runs one on you it's 10 yards every time and if you're going to do that NFL offenses will just hit you for 10 yards every time until you start taking it away. And because he doesn't bite on the first move and he's got the speed, I think he could take those away with alignment, with leverage. Just move inside, stop the guy running slants on you all day, and then I think he'd be a really high-level corner immediately. Sertan is definitely a unique cornerback prospect from recent years for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. His pedigree, the way he wins, the places that he loses. Sertan absolutely could be the guy. Uh, And just to back up one step, why are we even discussing this? Because there is no slam dunk when it comes to defensive prospects this year. There's just no, there's no Bosa. There's no Chase Young. There's no Miles Garrett. We don't know who's going to be the best defensive prospect. Only one in our top 10, only six in our top 20. It's all over the place. Yeah, but as we said on the the main podcast, and I think a huge amount of that is some of this opt-out stuff. It's the fact that opt-outs didn't really hurt the offensive side of things. You know, it's it's about what you can do. Um, and players that opted out didn't hurt them. Jamar Chase opted out. Who cares? We saw what we needed to see. Let's move on. On the defensive side, we know defense is more unstable. We know it swings year to year. And guys that are phenomenal one year at cornerback are not phenomenal the next year. And you would love to see these guys at the college level with another year of quality play. And for you know edge rushers, guys that have threatened or flashed the ability to be really talented, you'd love to see just one more year of them taking that next step and being putting themselves into the Bosa conversation or the, the Miles Garretts or the, the Chase Youngs or whoever. Maybe not quite there, but threatening that kind of echelon. The guys that opted out didn't give themselves a chance to do that. I think we're discovering now, as we get closer to the draft, that teams are actually valuing that missing year of data for defense more than they are for offense so many defensive players with only 800 a thousand snaps under their belt so could go anyway we need to hear from the people who do you think 
is going to be the best defensive prospect in the draft. It's PFF NFL Daily.